We are here one more time for an episode of All Things Faith Walk. I want to in- introduce a uh, present to you, introduce to you a wonderful guest that we have this evening. But first, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen in, to watch another episode of All Things Faith Walk. This is where we talk about the word of God in practical terms, where you and I can take them and walk them out in our daily lives. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this afternoon, this morning, this night, whatever time of the day you're watching or listening to us. So thanks again. My guest this evening is Kermit, and Zarley actually, his last name is Zarley, Kermit Zarley, um, a wonderful man of God, a theologian, an author of several books. Um, so he's going to share with us some nuggets about the gospel, about a little bit about prophecy, um, the plan of salvation, and where all of this come into play and why it's so important to our lives, especially in the day and time in which we are live, living. So, um, Charlotte Kermit, I want to thank you so very much for um, being uh, the guest on the show this evening. Thank you for taking the time and the time to give back uh, to our listeners. Would you tell us a little bit about you? Yes, I'm glad to be with you here, Rosemary. Uh, I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. I took up golf at a young age, 10 years old, and became a golfer and went to college on a golf scholarship at Houston. And uh, then I uh, won the NC2A championship. Nice. Uh, I went on the PGA Tour in 1964. So I played 30 years full-time mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour, on the regular tour and the senior champions tour. Uh, I won five tournaments, finished runner-up 17 times. Uh, in my second year on the PGA Tour, I co-founded and thereafter led the PGA Tour Bible Study, which... I regard as a highlight of my life. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So you're a pro golfer. Yeah. We have a pro golfer on the show, y'all. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's not, I've never played golf. Uh, um, no, I never play, I always think it's a boring game because it doesn't yeah. ask like me, but other people enjoy it thoroughly. So again, thank you so much for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's jump mm-hmm. into it. You're an author of how many books have you written? Uh, nine books are published. Nine books are published and probably more written, but not published. What yeah. motivated you to start writing? Well, uh, I had been interested in Bible prophecy ever since my first year in college. And uh, I studied the second coming of Christ in the Bible and wrote a 30 page uh, paper about it. And then I thought, could I ever get a book published on this mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. So I set myself to the task of doing that just as a hobby while I was playing the PJ tour mm-hmm. and most of my time off. And my first book was published in 1987. It actually was not on Bible prophecy. Uh, it was the Gospels Interwoven, in mm-hmm. which I joined all of the four Gospels together in one reading and left out the repetition. Oh. And uh, that that book, uh, okay. I think, is a pretty good book. It was uh, endorsed by uh, evangelist Billy Graham. Okay. Um, 
I, I might be interested in reading that, where you, you just blend them together and say, instead of tell, telling a parable or a story more than once, you just told the whole That's right. shebang from all four. Mm, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about, more about your other, but like a synopsis. What 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 comprises this, the, the nine books besides this one? Well, that one and then the next book was published in 1990, and that was Palestine is Coming. Uh, that is about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict mm -hmm. in which I tell history, but uh, the purpose of the book is to show that uh, it's predicted in about 10 passages in the Old Testament that there's going to be a Palestinian state. It will be located in the coastal plain, and so it will not be in the West Bank, uh, which is the traditional view, a two-state solution of a Palestinian state in the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip. Uh, but the West Bank, that's Samaria and Judea, Mm -hmm. uh, of the Old Testament. And so that's the heartland of ancient Israel. Mm -hmm. And if it ever does happen like that, I don't think it'll work. And so I believe that uh, the West Bank will become a part of Israel in the future. Mm, interesting perspective. Okay. Um, anything else you want to tell us about your books? And, and yeah, while you're at it, it's early in the conversation, but while you're at it, you may uh, also want to add uh, where people can find your books. Yeah, they're all available at Amazon.com. You can also learn more about them at my website, which is KermitZarley.com. And then I do have a blog called Kermit Zarley Blog. Okay. Uh, the rest of the books, well, I started a series on Bible prophecy, nonfiction books. So they're biblical studies books. Uh, I have four published now. Uh, the first title is uh, The Third Day Bible Code. That deals with a third day motif and some of the most important narratives in the, uh, especially the Old Testament that are about Israel. And uh, I center in also on Jesus' resurrection on the third day on that. Incidentally, I wrote a screenplay on yeah. Jesus, uh, resurrection. But uh, the second book in that series is on the second coming of Christ. Uh, that's entitled The Th uh, Warrior from Heaven. Uh, the next book was uh, Moses Predicted COVID-19. Uh, that's kind of a controversial book. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, the next book may be more controversial than that. And that is uh, Bible predicts Trump fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be very controversial. Those those last two are very controversial. I myself yeah. have written a few books, and I have a most popular book or a favorite book. If someone should say uh, Rosemary or Doctor Down, out of all your books, which one would you? first recommend or recommend most that people read, I would know what's my go-to book is out of what I've written. Um, so the same question to you, of the all the books you've written, which, which, which one would you more highly recommend and why? Well, the, the, gospel, the Gospels Interwoven, in my first book, I think is a good book. I, I recommend that. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to say 
what would be my first recommendation? My magnum opus, that means best work, mm -hmm. is uh, The Restitution of Jesus Christ, which was published in 2008. Now, that is a controversial book. Uh, I'm right now republishing that with a new title, The Restitution, with a subtitle, Biblical Proof, Jesus is Not God. And so what happened to me is I was an evangelical all of my life. And then I read something in the Bible about Jesus' second coming in his Olivet Discourse, in which he said, uh, no man knows the time of his return except mm -hmm. God, the Father. Mm -hmm. Not even the angels know it, Correct. neither the Son of Man. And he refers to himself as the son of man. So he says he didn't know the time of his return. Well, I'd been taught Jesus is God. He has a divine nature and a human nature. So he has to know when he's going to return. And I said, this makes Jesus look like a liar. So I said, I got to look into this. It threw me into this study that lasted 28 years in which I estimate that I read about a thousand books about the identity of Jesus. Okay. I, I looked at thousands of biblical commentaries on critical texts in the Bible about this subject. And out came a book in 2008. It's 600 pages long. I cite over 400 scholars. And so it's... Uh, it's what did you land on? What did you land on? Jesus is a man. Jesus He's is not, not Jesus is not God. Uh, I, I, I believe everything else the church has proclaimed about Jesus. He was born of a virgin. He rose from the dead. He died for our sins on the cross. And he's coming back to bring the fullness of the kingdom of God. So, Kermit, that would be an entirely different discussion. Yep. But I, be I believe Jesus is God. I'm just, I, I need to say that. Yes. I believe Jesus is God. Scripture says in the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. And yes. the Trinity is a mystery. This is what trips us up. The Trinity, the Trinity is a mystery. They're three in one, but they're separate. So in many scriptures, you'll see, see them addressed as one. And in some scriptures, you see them separate. That's the mystery. That, that's looking through the glass and it's not plain. And that's going to be explained to us on the other side of this life. He's, Jesus said, if you see me, you see the father. I and my father are one, repeatedly in scripture. So that's my position. But we're not here to discuss that. But I had to have to put it out there that I do believe that Jesus is God. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. The word is God. The word is Jesus. They're all tangled up. The Holy Spirit represents and acts on behalf of Jesus. Trinity, one, but separate. And that's the mystery. We will never understand it. So it will confuse many of us. I'm not saying you're confused. Um but so we have a different position, position there, but that's not what we're here to discuss. All right. So um, your, your first book is what you probably would uh, um, recommend and why. Okay. Very good. So you've done some work around prophecy. Is, is that a something it's important for people to know and, and be aware of where we are, if we can tell on a prophetic timeline today and and why is prophecy important why it's so complicated for some people it's so difficult to understand many people don't touch it because it's so why bother with it yeah that, it's a good question rosemary uh, it depends a lot on how a person's mind works 
<clears throat> whether they get interested in a subject like this. It's a very complex subject. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of information about it in the Bible. Over 25% of all of the Bible is prophetic. And I'm using that word to mean that it speaks of things in the future. Mm -hmm. And some of that has been fulfilled. Most of it has not. And so you divide uh, that uh, Bible prophecy, which is about uh, forthtelling. That's different from foretelling, which is merely proclamation of God's truth. But biblical prophecy that is foretelling is telling you about the future. Mm -hmm. And you divide all that information up in the Bible into fulfilled prophecy and unfulfilled prophecy. And so I've specialized a lot on both, but especially on unfulfilled prophecy. I look at it like this. I got real interested in being a Christian and being serious about it and becoming a, a Bible student because I heard Hal Lindsey uh, speak on uh, Bible prophecy in my freshman year of college, 1960. And we were from the same church. Mm -hmm. and so I got interested in that because he was talking about how Israel, had, the Jewish people, had not had their nation for over 1,700 years. And then here it came in 1948. And this was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, especially in Ezekiel 38. And so that really turned me on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like one of my favorite uh people who has ever lived, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, the man who discovered gravity and mm -hmm. one of the greatest physicists and mathematicians ever. And he said that he was a Christian because of fulfilled Bible prophecy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bible prophecies, prophecy is very interesting. It's something we should know. Um, and as believers, and I, I also believe that when we know prophecy, we can be sensitive to the time and the seasons that we are in, or season that we are in. Um, uh, looking at today, uh, what what's your take on where prophecy fits now? We don't know the future, we don't know the timeline, but based on what the scriptures say about prophecy and what you're seeing today, what, what's your comment on that? How do you okay, so I, I have a, a general view of about when this age is going to end, and it will end with Jesus returning. Uh, and I'm talking about literally, Jesus mm -hmm. is in heaven now. Mm -hmm. He's seated with God, by mm -hmm. on God's right hand in heaven. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's awaiting the time when God will uh, tell him, mm -hmm. go back to earth. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he's going to do that. And uh, so when is that going to happen? Well, my first book of my um, my uh, series on Bible prophecy, which is called Still Here, my first book in that series is uh, entitled The Third Day Bible Code, as I said. And in that book, I, uh, I don't have enough time to get into it, right. but there's a third day motif in Scripture. Uh, in uh, narratives of, about Israel, and uh, I uh, zero in on this, and it's the only book ever published on this subject, and I go to especially Hosea, Hosea 6 
in which maybe I could even uh, read that uh, text right here mm -hmm. so that we, uh, we stay on track on this. Uh, now, who is it that's speaking? Well, I believe it's the leaders of Israel. And here's what they say. Come, let us return to the Lord, for it is he who has torn, and he will heal us. He has struck down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. Mm -hmm. So what does third day mean? Well, uh, you know, people have connected that to the Jesus being raised on the third day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think if you compare that with the only psalm in the Bible that Moses wrote, which is Psalm 90 and in verse 4, he says, one day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Mm -hmm. So I apply that called the thousand day, uh, the thousand year day principle to this text. And so I believe that Jesus is going to return in the early part of the third millennium following his time when he was on earth. Okay, interesting. I've never heard that uh, calculation or prediction as yet um, at, before. Um, no comment on that <laughs> because <laughs> no one knows, but you're not giving an hour. So you're, no, not, giving a right. day, you're not giving a day or an hour. You're giving a kind of a, a broader very general very general yes so um all i know all, uh, the the main thing for us to know is that he is indeed coming back that's yeah. for sure he is coming back he's coming back for his bride he's going to reign on earth um it, it's real it's real it, yes uh he is indeed coming back and this is why salvation is important which is what we're going to go to next this is why it is so important that people know the Lord because he is coming back. Um, and a lot of people aren't preaching or advising or telling people that there are two eternities. <laughs> there are two eternities. Um, you know, he's coming back for his bride, the church, and then you have the other side that did not uh, follow his, 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 his teaching, his, his gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ did not accept salvation. So, Talk to us a little bit about salvation. Why is that important um, to a person? Um, well, it's both personal and it has to do, salvation has to do with God's entire plan for his creation. Uh, in a personal way, I like to focus on uh, the time when Nicodemus came to Jesus one night. Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin, and he was mm -hmm. a, he was an outstanding teacher of mm -hmm. Torah. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus said to him, you need to be born again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that means born from above, born of God's spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what did Jesus mean by that? Well, in, in uh, John chapter 3, uh, verses 3 through 5, that's where he tells it. Nicodemus needs to be born again. And then in verse 14, it says, and I should read it, but Jesus said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. What's that? Well, the Israelites in their camp, sna poisonous snakes, they come into the camp, mm -hmm. people were dying. And uh, Moses, God told Moses, take a 
make a snake in bronze, put it on your staff, hold it up, tell the people, look at it, they'll be healed. The scriptures tell us that's what happens. So Jesus, using that experience, and he says, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up, that mm -hmm. whosoever believeth on him Amen. shall you know, have Amen. eternal life. So what does that mean? Jesus is referring to his future crucifixion mm -hmm. in which he'd be lifted up on a cross. He would die for our sins. And if, if we believe that in our heart, truly do. Amen. And we are forgiven of our sins. God gives us eternal life. We will have a part in his kingdom, mm -hmm. which will last forever. Well said. And it, well said. And, and so we hear from this uh, um, brief but concise and factual um, discourse on forgiveness, I'm sorry, uh, salvation, that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Salvation Amen. comes through Jesus Christ. Acts 4 verse 12 tells us that there is no other name under heaven whereby men can be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Period comes through Jesus Christ. So, you know, we've talked with uh, this evening about the different books that uh, that Kermit has written, um, prophecy, which is which again is a topic that many people avoid. He has touched on end times. I am going to get that um, first book, um, the name of it. I'm going to email you um, to tell me the name of it again. The the, the gospel rewritten. Interwoven. Well, the gospel's interwoven is my first book. Yes, interwoven still here is the third day Bible code. The gospel interwoven. I'm going to get that one. So okay. because you 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 blend it in and it just reads through without repetition, I'm going to get that one. Um, yeah. So 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 listeners, there's some really good rich material here, um, even for new believers. New believers, a good place to go in the Bible if you don't understand the Bible is the New Testament, the Gospels. And you can get a resource here where it's, uh, for lack of a better term, simplified in a way where you can just read through the New Testament. He took out the repetition because you'll find a story told in Matthew that's repeated in Luke or John that's repeated in Mark. He took that out so you can just read through the accounts of the disciples with Jesus and get a full picture of what they're reporting about their experience with him. So um, they have that materials and prophecy. And then this message of salvation. If anyone is listening to us this evening that has not given their life to the Lord, or if you have given your life to the Lord and you have slackened up, you like the church of Ephesus, maybe you left your first love, or maybe you're compromising, or maybe you're worldly, or maybe you're lukewarm. The Lord is calling you back this evening. That's why you are hearing this. Salvation is in Jesus Christ. And he is coming back. We don't know when. We don't know the day nor the hour. Permit gave a theory. But not even the Son of Man knows. But we know he is coming back. And there are two destinations, destinations called eternity. We want you to be on this, the, light, the side of e eternal joy with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Amen. Mm -hmm. any, any, uh, anything else you want to add, Kermit? Just I'm very happy to be with you, Rosemary, on All Things Faith Walk. Amen. I love that title. Thank I you. Love your statement here where the word of God is made practical. That's right. So good. Yes. And see, you, the whole idea is to walk out the word. The, the word has feet. We are, we should be carriers of the word and we walk out the word in our daily lives. So the logo is a Bible on feet. 
Yes. You're doing a Very great cool. job. Good materials you're writing. And um, in your retirement years, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I'm, I'm on the same path. I'm retired writing just like you. We shared that when we talked the first time. Yeah. And um, I'm excited. I just got one out today. I have the devotional coming on its heels. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I get to write and talk about what I write and do conferences and speaking engagements. What's the title of your new book? A new book is titled D's and F's Won't Do. Um, so I talk about distraction, doubt, discouragement, depression, frustration, failure, fear, and the intro, what they are, the, how the devil uses them to, to bombard us and how we can use the word of God to, to extinguish those fiery darts to overcome those things in our lives. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good message. Yes, yes. And the devotional is 40 days, and I titled that Above Defeat. So you look at how you can, you know, use, again, ingest the word of God, change your mindset to live above depression, above discouragement, above defeat. Yes, let God's words permeate our mind, and mm -hmm. that will help us to live a life successfully yeah, and yeah. honor God. That's right. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is what we need to overcome the fiery darts of the enemy. The word of God. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, Kermit, pleasure and an honor to have you on. Thank you for sharing. And um, the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face continue to shine upon you. Give you grace and give you long life to keep writing and <laughs> such rich materials yes so we uh, thank you thank you um listeners and viewers thank you again for joining us one more time for an episode of all things faith walk you can find me at books by rosemary on facebook and instagram or books by rosemary downer on facebook and instagram my website is booksbyrosemary.com and um kermit arley k-e-r-m-i-t Z-A-R-L-E-Y is his last name, not Arley, Zarley. You can find him at his website, Kermit Zarley, or Amazon. Go look at his books and um, get some rich materials that would inform us and even challenge us to learn some more. Okay? Lord bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're signing off now. Thank you. Mm -hmm.